Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. It's hot out, really hot. Um, and talking of hot, I've got Stu with me. How you doing, Stu? <laughs> nice. Flattery will get you everywhere. Um, not feeling particularly hot. It's much cooler up here. But yes, uh, it's been it's been pretty hellish at times. Uh, I cope pretty well in the heat as long as it's not humid. But even I was, you know feeling a little bit faint and delicate earlier in the week yeah if you was a religious person you'd be going to see this just they're they're previewing the end of days for us so we we better get it sorted uh by getting rid of all the gays (laughs) oh i didn't think you were going there with that one well i was trying to get in the mind of a of you know a devout religious person yeah, 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 true. Actually, if we if we make sure everybody has only like she, her, and he, them pronouns, you know. Well, when why would we even bother with way. pronouns? Yeah. All this, we never had pronouns when I was a boy. <laughs> but they did. That's the thing that's so stupid is that they don't even realise that that's a construction. But anyway, yeah, right, never mind. It's, it's, uh, I did see a funny uh, TikTok. Um, last week about uh, people arguing about pronouns and someone went oh all this pronoun stuff it's rubbish we shouldn't have it it's you know it's he it's she um but if you know i don't get it right so you get someone they they, they want to change their gender what do you call them you can't use they and them and someone just went you've just used what do you call them yep so you actually used the pronoun properly before backing it up you Idiot. I'm afraid so. This is this is the level we're dealing with. You know? Yes. <laughs> you gotta cope with all the time. Which is now there's a top biologist, and it's the one I've seen today, which it makes me they're they're kicking off on uh Castor Semenyon again. Um yeah. because blah blah blah, load of waffle, pseudoscience, rubbish. Um, and finishes off with she is a man. Like what? <laughs> the what what? I know, I know. know what? They're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, if you you're going to be dumb, oh god, yeah, I won't I was, do it yet because I was, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. God, you, you oh, carry yeah. on. Well, I was just going to very quickly say, you know, if you want to be a bigot, at least get your bigotry right. You know what I mean? It's got to like stop yeah. using the woke terms. <laughs> you got to, you got to use your bigoted terms only. Do your homework. I mean, they're getting lazy. Bigots never used to be lazy. It's true. It's the heat. I blame the heat. It's, I blame it's, the it's, heat. Yeah, it's stopping people being proper bigots. Yeah. I know. Do you know what gets really hot sometimes? What's that? Computers, games, consoles. Do you know what you can play on those? I've no idea. Go on. DVDs and TV shows and that, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, you can. And video games, Stu. Oh, yeah. Of course. What, what have you been playing? Have we never done a segue so- joke? We've never done a segue about segways yet, have we? Uh, Were they called segways? Yeah. The bikes? Things? That's true. We've not done those. Yeah, those standy platform things. I had to go on one of them years and years and years ago. They're quite fun. What was the Sinclair thing? The C35? I know it's nothing to do with the segway. C5, that's it. Yeah, but it's been a while, so let's bring it back. (laughs) Definitely. C35. Anyway, sorry, Joe, what have you been playing? Come on. Yeah. Okay, so I've been playing a couple of things. The first one was Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, 
the remake. So that the epic freebie. Yeah, and in typical me fashion, I got the epic one, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not really happy about it not being on Steam. I'm going to buy the Steam." One. <laughs> so I, yeah, bought a Steam copy. It was only like six quid, and um, <laughs> epic have sold you. A game on a rival platform by giving it to you for free. That's the irony, a eh? proper guerrilla marketing going on. I know. <laughs> it's because I, I find I find that a heroic launcher on the de- Steam Deck like really awkward. I, I I get really so. All right, let's put it this way. So Steam on the Steam Deck runs well. Yeah, but they acknowledge it's not perfect, so they have mm-hmm. like you can flip between the full screen version and the desktop version, and even then, blah blah blah, and there's all these things, and it's like it's a ninety eight percent kind of experience, maybe even less. When you start bringing other stuff into the mix, like heroic, which in itself isn't great, you're like, oh, my experience is starting to get like really degraded. And for me, I get really kind of like, oh, sod this, right? I'm spending the money spending the money and um, yeah so it kind of it was enough to annoy me enough to get the game Uh, and I was really glad that I did because I I used I played I used to own it on the Master System I'd lent it to a mate right this was what 1989 or 1990 and my mate borrowed it and he got robbed his house got robbed and the game got robbed and I elected to uh, take the money from the insurance rather than get a replacement game and uh, now I'm like oh god no I shouldn't have done that anyway <laughs> my history with this game goes back a long way and it is such a good game and I um, I watched a speed run of it where one of the developers uh, was talking about their conversion of it and yeah they put so much effort into it they did a couple of quality of life things that don't really they don't really change the play that much but they do make it a better experience without you know destroying the core you can play it in in the retro view or the new view the new view is beautiful i'd recommend definitely definitely playing it all the way through in the in the new graphical style and just switch now and again just to see what it used to look like and yeah it's just it's a really good game so it's a kind of a half forgotten metroidvania um and you know half forgotten because obviously the mass system wasn't very big Generally, but it was nothing in America, and America is obviously where all of the, you know, the main internet news and gossip and you know, theories and and trends come from. So yeah, it kind of fell by the wayside a little bit, and it's just a, it holds up really really well. There's some janky bits still. There's a couple of annoying things about um, like infinites on on hits. You can get stuck in infinite hits. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it, it holds up really, really well. The new style is beautiful. It's really unusual. It, it's quite quick, but it's kind of deep at the same time. But never without, you know, never being overwhelming. Um, it's just a real classic, and this just gives it new life. And you, yeah, everyone should just dip right into it. Yeah, I've got it. I've still not played it yet because I've got so much ready to go. Um, and I've, I've decided to sort of like hone what I'm playing and how I'm playing. So I've got a uh, one forever game um, that, you know, it it's doesn't really come to completion. So I've got that Sports Horizon. And then I'm playing one 
game that has a completion alongside it, which is Tomb Raider at the moment. Um, that's my for yeah. funsies stuff, not like stuff for MHG. Um, and one of the boys now sort of on, I think it's fifth or sixth in my list of what Earth coming next um, because I do yeah. want to play it again. I remember playing it back in the, I want to say I probably played it 90s. I don't, yeah, I want to say I probably played it in the mid-90s. I uh, got around to it first time round, and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's cool. good to hear the remakes. Good because quite a lot of modern remakes or re, re, remasters are quite poor. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of effort been put into it. You know, it's quite a few years old now as well. But you know, it, it's just it's done so well, and it I, I does it does embarrass quite a few of the remakes that have come out in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's how you do it, and the fact you could, you know, I didn't realise that you like you could jump between new visuals and old visuals, which is yeah. something every single modern remake of a game from the eighties and nineties should have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's, it's like um, if they was to remake Tomb Raider, the original Tomb Raider, with all fancy new like updated graphics and everything, if there is not a button to switch to low polygon mode. I will be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pointy breast mode, they could call it, just for the marketing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole pointy boob thing. It's really funny looking back at all that stuff now. It's bizarre. But, um, looking back at it and going, oh, that used to get hot for... <laughs> it's so mad, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, I know. It's when you used to think that, because polygons came along and, and human beings were being represented, it's like, oh my God, they look almost really human. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish. Part of me wishes there was somebody went. I'm gonna get my boobs done like that. <laughs> I've seen people cosplay in that. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Low, low poly mode. That's really good. But someone should go all in on it. A low poly plastic surgery. Life. Go on, you do it. Go on. If you, go tell you it. what. Tell you what. If anyone wants to fund me, get a low poly plastic surgery as Lara Croft. I will do it. Yeah, I think you. Should. I promise you that. I'll try and get the money together because that would be worth it. I believe worth it because I'll probably make money afterwards. True. <laughs> I'll go to all the comic cons and people are going, how do you get it so realistic? I go, because they're real. Yeah. <laughs> Feel them. <laughs> yeah. Just like cut somebody's hands with them. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, this is this is strange. But yeah, no, I want to play that. And you, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 that'll stay in my list um, of stuff to play that's coming up. Sweet. Um, so I'm going to do two, because one's very, very quick. Um, the first game I'm going to quickly chat about is called Soccer, Soccer Chess, which is a soccer-bound puzzle-based game, but based around chess. So you get these like chess-style balls of all different shapes and sizes, and the idea is to get the enemy pieces into certain positions on the board. Um so you use your pieces that can, um, so like a castle or a pool or, or something like that, uh, a rook, sorry, for chess purists, um, and they can only move as they move. And the enemy pieces can only move as chess pieces move. So you start off and you get a, like a rook and there's a pool and you sort of like, you click on your rook, you click to the pool, the rook goes forward and pushes the pool into the spot that is telling you that the, the pool's got to go to. Then it goes further, and then you learn about sacrificing pieces. So you might push one uh, enemy uh, piece to where it's got to go to, to allow your piece to be taken, to then allow you to position your other chess piece, to so then push that into its position. So it really takes really the rules of soccer band, puzzle games, and the rules of chess really, really well, puts them all together, 
I don't know how much the game is because it's not got an actual price. Comes out middle of August, about three weeks away. But honestly, it's lovely. Lovely little quick puzzle chess game. Absolutely love it. Um, give that one a go when it comes out. Um, oh, so, oh, sorry. Go on. No, go on. Ask it if you've got a question. Ask a question. I do have a question, yeah. So, I bought that Cavell on your yep. recommendation, and it's really good, but it's terrible on the deck because the, uh, the, the pad... The mouse trackpad thing doesn't work very well. I, well, I don't feel it works very well. I'm not a big fan of it at all. I don't use it much. And even if, yeah, you know, I force myself to, and it's it's not great. The main bit, because it doesn't have enough travel, so that if when you pick a piece up from the bottom and try and drag it onto the grid, unless, you know, unless you've timed it really right, your thumb is coming off by the time you, you know, it's coming off the pad by the time yes. you reach the thing you need to. Or you can use, you can use the trigger, but... That's rubbish. Um, so, do, is there any problem like that? Or you can use the touchscreen. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, can you turn the the piece at the I've same? I've not time? tried actually. I might try that. I might boot that up yeah. later and have a go. Uh, I think right. it's a, I think it's an issue. I, I do think it's an issue. I mean, yeah. it can be overcome, but I do think it is one. So my question is: soccer chess. Do you have similar issues or not? So there could be, if you really wanted there to be those issues, but it's basically you click on your rook and then you click on the square you want it to go to. So there's no dragging. Right. Um, so I, I have played this. Ironically, I haven't played this on the deck yet. I have only played it desktop. Which right. is, I was, it's purely because I was working. It came through and I went, oh, I'll give that a go. And then, oh, crap. Um, I better stop playing this at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um so, but yeah, so it's because it's clicking and dropping rather than dragging and dropping, I don't think you'll have the issues. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, that, um, yeah, yeah, that's good because it really is an issue on the on the deck. For, yeah. Well, for me, I'll try, I'll try. Yeah, because like for those who don't know the game, you, you kind of drop this Tetronimo into a grid <coughs> to destroy other like coloured stuff and you know, all that like shaped stuff and um, you, you need to drag it on with the mouse cursor but obviously you use the pad it doesn't work very well on the deck um, you have to rotate them as well so I'm wondering if, if dragging with a finger and being able to press to rotate will work um, what I will say hard, is obviously welcome, welcome to the, uh, the Cavell support line um, what I will say is <laughs> if I remember correctly there is in the options a drag and drop and a click and hold option. Right. So I think you can change it so that you click on the piece you want to take on and it won't drop it until you click again. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was there because it was helpful for me when I was playing it on desktop because I struggled to see what was what and keeping the mouse hold held properly and stuff like that so yeah. I might be wrong but I'm fairly sure there was an option to change how you move the pieces cool I'll give that a whirl then later on yeah but soccer nice chess if that if soccer chess comes in at between I reckon two pound and five pound it's an instant buy um right. more than that then yeah I, if you're not unless you're a real big fan of chess puzzles or soccer bag games then you might want to reconsider um, getting it straight away, uh, but anything yeah. in that coffee price, yeah, pick it up. 
Sounds fair. Cool. Uh, my second game that I want to quickly touch on before I get to my main one after you've done your main one, because without even knowing, I've got a feeling they may leak slightly. They might leak slightly. At least I hope I'm right. Uh, but anyway, I've been playing a game called Spidersaurs, um, which is essentially a Contra game, in a way. Um, basically, it's a run-and-gun platformer. And you, you, you've got your weapons, you can upgrade your weapons and like you pick them up and then like you fire various different bullets. You run along the levels, you're shooting the enemies as they go and then you get a, like, a bigger boss that you've got to take on and, and stuff like that. Um, single player or co-op, whatever you want. Um, it's presented in a... I suppose, what do you call it? A Saturday morning cartoon style? Yeah. Um... Like, like, it feels very much like Thundercats, Transformers, AT, not AT, they've got a cartoon, <laughs> Visionaries, Jason the World Warriors, that kind of thing. It's kind of got that kind of like look to the character design and the the in-game animations and stuff like that. Um, but it's you know, it's not perfect. It's not like you know the absolute most amazing game you will play, but I'm enjoying it. I, I I'm really having fun. It's it's not overly difficult, but it's not too easy. The characters are well made. The enemies are varied. The level designs varied. The um, the weapons are different enough that you know when you pick up a different one, you want to try it. But they're not so different that you have to then go. I must only keep this weapon, and then get scared of trying something else. They've balanced the game so so well. Um, you know, I think there's like ten to twelve weapon choices you could have, which I think is a good amount, so it's not overwhelming. Um, and it's the weapons are quite fun. There's like like one looks like a guitar and it shoots out lasers from the guitar as you're playing. And there's like uh, like bouncing balls that explode and lo loads of little fun things. And um, like the enemies are dinosaur spider type things. Nice. And it's just ridiculous. You know, it does feel like it was like made by a leonard star or something like that as uh, has got involved with it and, and designed the characters for it you could almost see this being spun off as like an 80s 90s style tv show um and yeah honestly it feels licensed in a good way but it's not licensed um, yeah yeah it's just so much fun so much fun and yeah i just you know again I, I, i'm gonna mention price on this it's 15 quid just over 15 quid which might be a bit steep but in all honesty i if i'd have bought this i don't think i'd have regretted paying that much it certainly looks like the sort of thing i like i'll put it on the wish list because uh, i've got such a backlog of stuff i've not given enough attention to so but it does look good yeah yeah and i think good. you can unlock a speed run mode or something as well so that's Good. It's my way forward. I should have mentioned that. So you know the kind of quality you're getting. If you like the um uh the, the, it's not great Gianna sisters, the other one. Um Shantae, Shantae, half genie hero stuff. If you like those sort of games yeah. and everything, you know, the quality way forward put into those, then you're kind of well on your way to knowing whether you'll like this as well. Um, you know, they put out DuckTales Remastered, which was a really good remake. Uh, you know the Shantai games Mighty Switch Falls uh, so they, they've got a good 
history of putting out these sort of good fun games and this just continues it on um i highly 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 recommend picking this one up if you're into you know running gun games especially cool what's up next from you yeah for me the next one is a modern game so you know that's always a shock for people yeah and it does it does have a little bit of uh a little bit of purring in the background, yeah. So, yeah, it is Stray, uh, and I'm playing it on the deck. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's a really good game. It's very, yeah, quite unusual. So, you know, if you don't know, you, you control a cat, basically, which doesn't happen very often in video games. And, you know... <laughs> for now. It's, it's, for now, yeah. It's going to... Yeah, in the next year or two, I think you're going to see quite a few of them. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, it's like you, you control a cat. It's in first person, uh, third person perspective, third cat perspective, third pussy perspective, or is that just is that too uh, too close to the knuckle? Um, I so, go first pussy perspective. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, okay, awesome. And we'll drop we, that. um, <laughs> that's the title of the episode. And <laughs> yes, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you, you kind of you, you start off. You're part of a, a pack that's living in a deserted city. Uh, it looks a little bit like the one out of uh, the one that I always forget the name of. Oh god, my! I want to say Tokyo so Jungle. Yeah, it looks like Tokyo Jungle. It looks like it, it's the one that's monkey, but it's oh, by, enslaved, enslaved. Yes. that's the one. Oh, that's okay, why I never remember. I never remember the name of it because it's like nothing to do with monkey and it's nothing to do with cyberpunk <laughs> the title you know it's yeah. like the title is not nothing to do with either of those things anyway also the most underrated game ever remake it get it out now please I would agree I don't I don't agree with it being the most underrated ever but I agree it's underrated well no that's with better than me oh yeah maybe I enjoyed that game anyway I did. <laughs> Enslaved it definitely needs a remake because the performance of that game on the consoles was hideous. Yes. It was awful. It was such a badly... The way the game ran, oh my God, dreadful. Really needs a remaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, anyway. stray. <laughs> stray human being, stray. So, yeah, it's it's a third person, third cat, third pussy adventure where you, uh, you're part of this, you know, cat pack. You get separated from the pack by accident and you find yourself in a deserted uh, town uh, or city and it's a bit ramshackle and it's all very cyberpunky but kind of ramshackle post cyberpunky and you you kind of soon find out that um, there are no humans and it's all I'm not this is not a spoiler this is like in the first you know opening section yeah uh, and th- th- there are a load of robots around who are very kind of they're, they're basically well I won't tell you this because that might be classed as a spoiler but you interact with them and your adventure and where you go from there is very much based around that interaction and so it's it's very interesting because it's talking about being an outsider being an alien in an environment you're not used to so the cat copes but it's not perfect for it and the way that it interacts with that environment is very catty, obviously. And you have lots of cat things you can do, like you can stretch and scratch and meow and curl up and flarch against people, you know, rub yourself against them, um, all of that sort of stuff, as well as do things like, you know, jump higher and, you know, ju- into more awkward areas and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, 
the robot there's the robot side of it which humans can't do as well so it's like you know little programming things you know making adjustments to the world stuff i won't spoil so it's good it's clever like that and the very first part of the game is a little bit sort of linear and on rails which you'd expect and that's fine the next bit opens out and you're doing not linear but from like mini hub to mini hub doing environmental puzzles and that's great and works so well then you get into the town and it's lost me a little bit now not completely but my interest has dropped quite a bit because it's become a little bit open world um it's a small open world but it's very vertical because you're a cat and you can jump quite high there are yeah. there's not a massive amount of literal you know ground floor area but there's a lot of verticality and in that vertical space you're getting asked to do some what you thinly veiled fetch quests really um and to be quite honest with you that has upset me a little bit i'm like yeah i'm kind of going back and forward through areas i've seen lots of times looking for items starting conversations that only move on when you've had the another conversation which is a bit sort of majora's masky kind of thing um but not not as clever but yeah i i need to give it a bit more time i've put four hours in so far but in fairness to the game two hours of that is me wandering around going got no idea where i'm going because that's just what i'm like with these kinds of games a terrible sense of direction and memory for where i've been but I would recommend it if people like that kind of game. If you like environmental puzzles, you like traversal that's a bit more unusual than normal, and you know you're into the concept. I would definitely, definitely go for it because it's not going to be like anything else you play this year. It'll be like everything that you play in two years' time. Um, yes. But for now, it's uh, quite unique. So if it sounds appealing, definitely go for it. Yeah, though no, it is a. It does. I, I kind of I had this ordered from CD keys, and for whatever reason, it fell through. Um, so I've kind of like I'll, I'll have to wait a bit, um, and I'll tell you why I'll be waiting a bit when it comes to my game. And I've got a couple of issues that are putting me off, like really wanting it at the moment. That's to do with accessibility, which is a shame. Um, some yeah. other visually impaired people have said like the icons are too small. There's nothing to do to improve some of the uh, balancing of like vi- of um, of text and uh, contrast and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm going to only be able to play this when I'm having a particularly good day. Um, which then goes well. What if there's something else I want to play? So that's kind of putting me off at the moment. But that being said, everything that's been described about it and most of what you've said about it still makes me want to play it. Um, And, you know, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what some other studios might do with the concept. Um, Because I like the idea of a vertical open world because you don't get many of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think think there's going to be even more of that as well as the game goes on, um, which is a really, a really good thing. And the things that they've put in there... I really like. I'm being deliberately vague because, yeah, there's not a massive amount to it so far. Like, once you explain the concept, you could probably work out yourself what sort of things are going to crop up, which is why I'm being really careful about spoilers. Um, yeah. yeah, but there are things in there and interactions and the way that you change things in the environment um, and tweak things that are very, very clever and they always err on the side of fun and often funny you know it's kind of a wistful little melancholic kind of a story so far not for the cat cat's happy but for the world in general 
but the things that you do in that world uh, tend to err on the side of um, cautious, kind, you know, generous, community-led. Um, they're all about kind of helping people, and it get, it wins great big plaudits from me for that because you know how how I interact with games is most of them are very 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 basic. The ones that I play, you know, they they don't have any. Th- real thought behind them they they just tend to be action even if that action is a puzzle game or a racing game they they tend to be action based but the odd one that i stumble on that has this kind of feeling really deserves to be lauded and half-life alex is like that although it's got horror in, underneath it it's it's still a very good thing about human interaction uh, yeah. and i'd say this is very good about non-human human adjacent interaction uh, it's really interesting from that side and I think it deserves all the, the plaudits it's getting you know just for that fact 100% and it's I, I've often found more and more recently that the games that actually have no humans in it have the most humanity um, yeah, as well yeah. um, which I'm gonna again I'm gonna come to in a minute but yeah no I, I really really do want this and I will definitely pick it up at some point when I don't know but I will be getting it yeah good yeah no just very lastly on that point um, I think now that we're you know that everyone has started to understand climate change in a much more you know physical visceral kind of a fashion uh, cyberpunk has made a, a comeback and the, the part of cyberpunk that was often not really focused on which is that the climate was destroyed because you know I re- I read Neuromancer for the first time about I don't know about a year ago or so and I was surprised at how prescient it was about climate damage and and basically people living in a flooded overheated world you know that was or uh, in an awful state and um I think that people are starting to do that and in in fiction and I think Citizen Sleeper is is a kind of spiritual brother to this yep. game because that's a kind of post-human you know post-environmental destruction kind of a theme to it and if you can face coping with that kind of stuff in your fiction it's really good to get into at the moment because people are they're using it to express you know sadness but also hope and resilience and stuff like that so yes. yeah it's a funny it's a funny time but it's, it's an interesting one so you mentioned Citizen Sleeper being kind of almost like a, a, a sister piece to 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 Stray. I could go, I could go for the one thing that gets further closer to Stray and gets in between that and Citizen Sleeper. Um, we don't have a cat this time. We have a fox. I've been playing Endlin, um, or to give it its full title because I keep calling it Endlin. Endlin Extinction is forever. Um, now, when you go to the selling point, experience a world ravaged by mankind through the eyes of the last fox on Earth in this eco-conscious adventure. Discover the destructive force of the human race. Like, uh, so, uh, day after day corrupts, pollutes, blah, blah, blah. But basically, it's the uh, cyberpunk, stray, stray cyberpunk, but without the cyberpunk. It's like the immediate aftermath. But basically, you, you play as the last fox on Earth. Or the last mother fox on Earth. Um... And you've basically got to survive. It's a 2D scroller. Absolutely glorious art. Um, 
it, it's got some of the looks of like Firewatch, where it's like the origins uh, sort of like and the, and the shadows. If it worked really, really, really well, um, stylized to all hell. Um, I spent the first ten minutes in the game just hitting the Steam. R1 button, Steam R1 button, Steam R1 button, because it's just beautiful, taking screenshot after screenshot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, you play as this fox, you you need to go through, you need to scavenge and hunt and basically keep your four cubs alive as, as you progress through. It's a fairly short story. You've basically got to hunt, you've got to avoid becoming prey to other things. There are still humans in it, but guess what? The humans are assholes um, and they're destroying stuff. Um, yeah. and you've got to make pretty, let's say, some Sophie's Choice decisions. So Foxy's Choice? Oh? No? Yeah, Maybe not. I'll take that. Yeah? Okay. Um, you know, you go from shelter to shelter. Um, and the, when you're out and you've got to take your cubs with you, it's, you know, it feels really, really tense. Like, you know, if you get something wrong, you're going to lose them. But you need to, as you're going, you don't. It's got an upgrade system, but you don't upgrade yourself. You're teaching your cubs new skills. Um, so you're upgrading yeah. them to teach them how to survive. Um, I've not finished it yet, but put it this way. The opening, before you get to the title card, I played it. And I then had to wonder why my face was wet. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> It with there's no no voiceovers, there's no like dialogue whatsoever. Just the the, the mix of the visuals, the the, the 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 atmosphere, the audio that's around you, and you just get to a point and you come to this realization. And I just sat there, I was like, just tears. I was like, nothing yeah. could happen in the game, but you hit this realization of what this game's gonna be about. I was just like. Oh Jesus Christ! I need to wipe these away. I'm, what's, what's wrong with me? I'm leaking. Um, uh, but it's oh my god! I mean, if we're going to use this as an example, and you want to do use crappy analogies, if Stray is Michael Bay's Armageddon, then Endlin is Deep Impact, where it tries to go like tell more of a story than just go like this is all out this is the one everyone's going to remember um it's yeah it, it's very much in the same realm it's got a message to to tell but it tells it in a different way and it's deep i think it's deeper in what it tries to do and that's not to dump on on stray because i think stray you know for not just you what i've heard from others it's wonderful it does everything so well gets its messages across as well as it needs to do and stuff like that um but you you might understand why i said like i'm not in a rush to play it now because yeah, this yeah. oh my word I, again I, I if you've played stray i would not say jump into this straight away you it will destroy you um, yeah. take a break and then maybe after a few weeks after playing another game whatever then, then play this but it, it looks beautiful it sounds beautiful it's dark but filled with moments of hope um, it's emotional to the nth degree and I just I can't just wow I you know it's it's a masterpiece in storytelling for me um some people might get annoyed 
um, with the game's length. But again, I, I think if a game like this outstays its welcome, the message gets lost. Um, if it's any shorter, the message doesn't get through. So they've nailed that side of it. Uh, the, the, my biggest issue I have with it is if you want to play video games to escape what's going on in this crap hole of a planet at the moment, this is not this is not the one to That's do it. That's not the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it shines a, a very negative light on what we are doing to the world. Um and uh, yeah, I just and it plays wonderfully on, on the um, on the on the on the step Steam Deck. Um, yeah. Bizarrely, there's people who've been calling the game fun. The game is not fun. There's no fun in this game uh, unless you're really that depraved. Uh, <laughs> there is no fun. It's depressing. It's uh, the, uh, again. Do you know you've got? Have you played this war with mine? No, no, I've not. Why have you not played this war of mine? I've just not been interested in it. Right. So a lot of, you're not the only one, right? A lot of people have either played it very briefly or haven't played it yet because it's depressing. You don't want to play that game unless you're in the right frame of mind for it. Um, but there are other games like that. You've got to be in the right frame of mind. This is close to that. Um, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to wake up to what's going on in the world. And be told, you know, look, if we carry on, this is actually going to be somewhat of a survival guide for what we're all going to be suffering from. Um, yeah. Then, you know, don't maybe jump into it. Uh, but at the same time, my word, you need to play this game because it is something else. Um, yeah, it's 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 well on my list. It's <clears throat> I'll give it a few months, you know, to let stray kind of sink in, and then and then face it. But um, yeah, yeah the, the deck thing, just to quickly go back to Stray, because it's, it's worth talking about um, the accessibility, like you said. Yeah, no, it's really, really difficult to see stuff on, on deck. Uh, my eyesight's okay at close range, and even I struggle very hard to spot stuff, and you can't make it any bigger. Um, and it performs quite badly on deck. Like, I've got it working quite well, but only by making a lot of compromises. I think it's like... It's not very well coded for. for oh, really? Because it's got the uh, verified, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, it has. But it's it's um it works. It works. You know, it will run no problem. It's not a problem with um, Linux or the the Proton layer. It's just a problem with the way the game is is coded. It's uh it's very heavy um, ah. and a bit stuttery. Uh, yeah, I mean, my settings for it are basically like well, the key one is. Um, Make sure you uncap the frame rate, and then cap it on the deck at you know forty frames, at forty hertz, and then forty frames per second. Um, but use the scaling to get it, knock it right the way down. Like I've done, I've done the uh, visual scaling down to 60 percent of of full, which does make it a bit shimmery, but it actually looks still pretty good, and it runs really well with barely any drops. But Apart from that, if you do, if you don't use that, it's going to be a yeah. You'd you'd struggle to get thirty frames. It'd probably be under that quite a lot. Hmm. So uh, yeah, yes. it doesn't run, doesn't run very well. But it, I'm sure it will get patched to to be better. <laughs> um, Edlin, on the other hand, straight out of the box, absolutely straight out of the box, fine. Um, yeah, and I want a plush. The little the little fox cubs plushies, please. 
Yeah. Uh, do a little plush set, like each of the four Fox Cubs and the mum. I'd, 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 I'd buy that. Um, yeah, somebody on Etsy needs to start yes. producing those. Plastic free, of course. Of course. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I just... It's, it's, it's weird to end on a game that's so depressing, but so joyous at the same time. Um, it's yeah. almost like, you know, the world isn't just black and white. Um, oh, right. <laughs> and video games are beginning to understand that, even if, like, the people who power aren't. Uh, but, oh, yeah. yeah, this... I just... Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you about choice of foxes. I think it might be because... You know they're kind of they're they're wild, but they're also urban at the same time. Yeah, and you know that's not the case with like dogs and cats because they're domestic animals. Um, but yeah, they foxes kind of live cheek by jowl with us. They're intelligent. They uh, they're gonna you know face the same sort of problems we face. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. I think people are doing some really good work at the moment with picking the right you know picking the right animals to explore climate change with. Yeah, and again, indie devs are continue to absolutely knock it out of the park with with stuff like this. Yes, um, yeah. uh, you know, this is by a, a team called or what are they called uh, Hero Beach Studios, and I think this is their first gig. I might be wrong. Um, it's the first one that it's the only game they've got on Steam. Um, so the, the only worry I've got for them is they've set a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they oh, know bet, something we yeah. don't, and they know they've only got time to make one game. Who knows? <laughs> Do you know I wouldn't be surprised? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, absolutely oh. wonderful. And again, you know, just point out, as the world falls apart around us, uh, enjoy the things you enjoy. Um, regardless of what other people think, as long as you're not hurting anyone, obviously you're not, you know, contributing to destroying the planet completely and making other people's lives a misery. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Take the moments of of fun you can have. If anyone says to you what you do is childish or pointless, it's not. Um, I saw someone sort of going like. You wait when people say like I heard like things like someone says to their kids like they're wasting their life because they spend all their time doing things they enjoy and they're not you know they're not going out to get a job and stuff like that and it's just kind of like and then you know what 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 is ambition is ambition to work in something you hate doing to provide for a family you may not necessarily have wanted at the t- at the time but you know you will still like live by um, doing all the stuff or should ambition be be just actually doing the things you enjoy and enjoy your life um yeah yeah and it's it's kind of weird it's i'm kind of like i i i want to start working again because i want to not because i have to because i want to uh i think the sooner we get to that that point in life where we get a government or whoever in charge that could go look work because you want to not because you have to i think we'll start seeing the world improve greatly which is a weird yeah. segue back into other stuff, um, but yeah, it's just a, just enjoy yourselves, people. We don't know how much time we've got left. Yeah, I couldn't put it better myself. It's it's absolutely like that. And I, I saw a thread on um, on Reddit the other day <coughs> that was like, "Has your has your opinion on climate changed? You know, altered changed. since 
yeah <laughs> I did consider the words carefully there <laughs> yeah has it altered since the the uh, the you know the heat wave in the UK and <clears throat> I thoroughly expected it to the most reactions to be well you know I always understood climate change and you know I, I realized it was close but this has really brought it home but no it, it was mostly I didn't even think about climate change I, I it wasn't even on my radar it wasn't on my agenda um, mm. and this this has started bringing it home to me I was like good god yeah we need to it just shows the importance of these games like it's so important and getting the message out over and over again because people really don't take it in I mean it was bad enough with Covid where you know it's invisible unless you've had it yourself you can't prove it's there yeah I'm talking in sort of general everyday man on the street kind of terms <clears throat> but climate change you know you could I don't know how people can't have seen every summer being hotter than the last every winter being warmer than the last and not feel that climate change is happening but apparently they're not so it's really important that these games come out because they will make people think and people have to start thinking oh 100 100%, 100%. Uh, and don't like him i think he's you know all the royal family are knobheads but prince charles was ba uh, banging that drum ages ago um hypocritical sometimes but again he's been banging that drum and then other people have banged that drum and just get totally ignored and then people get up in arms when protesters go to extremes um, and if you actually listen they wouldn't need to do it it's as simple yeah. as that um, yeah. but hi, hopefully 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 again the younger generations are showing that there is a changing attitude so the sooner we get rid of the cronies the better and I don't, you know, I, we won't see the benefit, Stu. We won't see the benefit. But no. the future generations, our kids, kids, stuff like that, hopefully for them, possibly. Um, let's hope. Um, yes. I do want to end, I do want to end on something really positive, though, that's going oh, on yeah, in the UK for... at the moment. Please do. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a true story. Something positive is going on in the UK. Uh, the women duros are here. Um, and I think we are seeing a watershed moment. We're seeing a turning, you know, we're turning corners and any other analogy you can throw at it of the how the women's game is viewed in this country. Um, just prior to recording, so on the Tuesday, we well, was it the Wednesday? Sorry, we recorded this one on the Friday. England played Spain in a in a quarter final match. Um, and I believe it was like one of the biggest television audiences for a women's game in the UK. Um, and it was a really good game. England came from one down to win 2-1 in the end. And for me, what done it, I, I've been a big supporter of women's football for, for many years. Um, and I've seen it gone from when it, you could tell it's women that are trying to play football. Um, you know, lots of mistakes, parties aren't very good, like rubbish shots are going in because the goalies weren't very good. That, that's a thing of the past now. Anyone tuning in for the first time would have seen a game of football. They wouldn't have just seen women playing football. They would have seen a game of football. 
Um, and it was just really good to see. And for the first time in about 20 odd years, I celebrated England goals um, <laughs> because I, I can't stand the England national team usually. But it's so important to the future of the women's game in this country. And for selfish reasons, you know, my daughter, Edith, she wants to, she, she wants to play when she's older. And, she, you know, over the next 15, 20 years, it's writing, if it goes right... It could be, I say, like a potential proper career for her. Uh, but you saw, I, I went to a couple of games. Uh, like we, um, I, I, I had to miss one because I had a, I, I had a bleed in my eye, so couldn't go. Uh, but I went to like the Germany Denmark game. My family went to the Germany Finland game uh, last weekend. And one thing I've noticed: the crowds at these places with the women's football is totally different. There are more families there, lots of young kids there. Um, it's not as tribalistic. You know, fans are completely mixed. Um, you know, you wouldn't imagine going to see England versus Spain in the men's Euros and seeing like a mix of English and Spanish fans all, all together because it would still kick off because of what the fans, the fan base is like. But the women's game... I, I, I sat, you know, when I went, I've got a German shirt. I sat there. There was other people I think I saw with, like, England shirts on, other people with Denmark shirts on, all just intermingling, no one caring who supported who. And the attitude was there. And the football's good. The football's good. Um, so one message I want to get out is anyone who watched England-Spain and enjoyed it, go and see a local women's game. Just once this season. Whether yeah. it's a WSL, whether it's the championship, whether it's even much further down the leagues, find out who your local women's team is. Go and see them. Go and see them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's you know if you've got young young daughters, even young sons, whatever, take them. Let them get exposed to it because it's changing. It's changing. We're starting to see the benefits of what happens when women are given equal. It's not even equal footing at the moment in sport, but when they're given something. You know, it was banned for 50 years, the sport. Um, yeah. And we see only now starting to see the recovery from it. I still maintain if it wasn't banned, women's football would be on a par, if not... Well, yeah, no, let's say on a par. Because I, I, I'm not going one would be better than the other. On a par with men's football right now. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was only the patriarchy that stopped that happening. Um, but it, it's growing. And it's brilliant to see. And it's, it gives me, again, something that gives me hope. And I've seen it, seen it firsthand as well. Even though I've got, you know, I've got a, uh, a, you know, I don't even know what the phrase is, a thingy in the fire or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing where you've got a stake in something? Well, you got a stake in it. <laughs> or you could say, yeah, you got your eye, an iron in the fire, but, yeah. Uh, whatever, yeah. My daughter wants to play. Um, so I, so I cool. am very invested in it. And, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um if you're listening to this around the time it actually goes out live, you've got two more games, potentially for England, the semi-finals and potentially a final, maybe even a parade. Um, watch one. Watch one. I implore yeah. you, watch one game of women's football. The quality is outstanding there. Yeah, I fell away from footy, which is why we don't talk about it on the podcast, really. Um, yeah. Fell away from it years ago. And it was never to do with the, the game itself, which I love. It was to do with... Yeah, you know the pantomime acting of the players, the preciousness. They're not turning up for matches. The not turning up in spirit for matches, even if they were there bodily. Not being able to watch it on regular TV and having to pay a fortune to watch it. It's just like all these factors that just made it a just 
uninteresting, unfun, and as it is an organised event. And um, yeah, there's there's practically none of that with the women's game. We we were away last week, so like missed quite a lot of the matches, but I saw two of them, and neither of them England ones, unfortunately. But yeah, really, really enjoyed watching them. And yeah, it's it's much more entertaining. It flows better. Uh, there's more emphasis on passing. Um, there's less showboating. It's more of a team sport, you know. Generally speaking, it's yeah, it's really, really good to watch. And yeah, I would, I would echo what you said and get on it. I'm definitely doing that. The one thing you get as well. Now, I'm not going to say this is on the fault of the players or anything in, in the men's game because they do reach out at times. Uh, but obviously, if you're Mo Salah your Cristiano Ronaldo whatever it's very difficult to spend one on one time with a fan unless it's properly organised because purely the amount of people that want your attention but there's a much closer community in the women's game you know Edith knows in her mind like Liverpool's head coach Matt Beard she knows the players uh, by name some of the players know her by name um She's got her favourite. She's got, you know, a favourite player from like her. She's got her jersey that was given to her, um, which I know again it happens. But she speaks to her. Uh, she when they went to the Finland game uh, last weekend, they went because Liverpool just signed a Finnish player called Emma Koivisto, um, and she was playing for Finland. So we went, and Edith spent her time in the crowd chanting for Emma Koivisto and Matt Beard's mighty Reds. Um, I put videos up on Twitter and TikTok of it. And she got direct, she got retweeted by Matt Beard. She got a direct, like, like reply from Ebikoi Visto as well, uh, oh, which wow. is just brilliant to see. And again, they understand, I think, the players, the, the staff, everyone understand their roles in growing this game. That if you could give a young girl of five years old that level of just, a, even just a heart, you know, just say, I've seen this, and, you know, we see you. It's it's enough to drive them to want to push on that bit further, and starting to see that they got something to aim for. You know, when she was three, she wanted to play for Liverpool. She said, "I want to play football. I want to play for Liverpool." Um, and we said, and she said, "I only want to play for you know. I want to play with Mo Salah." And we weren't going to tell her she can't do that, but we knew that wasn't an achievable dream. Um, not saying it's impossible because there's no laws against it. But it's not an achievable dream. Um, but now she sees her heroes aren't Mo Salah. They aren't Sadio Mane, they aren't Jordan Henderson, Alison Van Dyke, any of those. Her heroes are Missy Bo Kearns, are, you know, Jazz Matthews, are Emma Coivisto, are Jade Bailey. You know, they're her heroes and she's met them. She spoke to them and she's, yeah. you know, she can do that. And that it's... You're not taking away from girls anymore. You're not going, this is all you could do. You're now going, actually, what do you want to do? Yeah, you could do that. And the, the women's Euros being on TV, the, the the more money being pumped into the WSL, again, eventually it's going to hit, hit a tipping point, unfortunately, where maybe it's not as easy to get that interaction to get there. But at the moment, it's growing, it's growing, and a young generation are being taken along for the ride. Um, and it's brilliant to see, absolutely brilliant to see absolutely fantastic yeah 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 that's all great that's all very very hopeful stuff and yeah long may it continue and, and best of luck as well and just don't destroy the planet before she makes her debut please <laughs> totally yeah let's keep it let's keep it where it is <laughs> destroy it after that's fine it's not yeah. but at least let me see her make her debut in 20 years time or whatever it is totally be much totally. it'd be 15 it would be less than that now bloody hell 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's it for me. I wanted to end on a positive note because it was getting a bit. The games are good, uh, but it was getting a bit depressing, maybe. And I don't, I don't never like ending on a depressing note. So I'm going to shut up yeah. now, Stu. I'm going to shut up. Well, that is very much not a depressing note, like you say. It's very hopeful and very, very interesting. And my general feeling is always that most people are really nice. Like most people are genuinely good people. It's only like a very small minority unfortunately the ones with power a lot of the time you give the false impression that there's a lot of horrible people around and just hearing about those players and their reactions that's fantastic and it really does give you hope for the future so yeah now that's brilliant in the meantime obviously you know as Brad alluded to make sure you're indulging all your hobbies don't feel guilty about them only work in a way that is safe for yourself don't overdo things just for a company you know we're we're becoming the communist party on this uh, on this podcast and which is actually you know a, a pretty good way to go i think but there you go but uh, yeah no make sure you organize make sure you organize and unionize if you can and um you know look after yourself first and foremost as well as you're looking after the people around you but yeah as usual follow us on all the socials join our discord if you want to chat about anything at all and in the meantime until next time stay safe and stay sane